Hello and welcome back to Motorsport this week. I'm joined by Jez. No Alex today, as uh, word around the campfire is that he's still out on a bender because someone. But obviously, obviously for legal reasons, I'm joking about that. But uh, welcome back to Race Week. F1 returns in Baku this weekend at the famous street circuit that's been on the calendar for 20, uh, since 2016 and has never had more than one winner. Jez, how are we, how are we feeling? Uh, feeling very good, actually, because it's been, it's been a while since uh, we've had a race. Uh, yeah. I mean, that the uh, the 2 a.m., not the 2 a.m., sorry, the, the 5 a.m. get-up for the Australian Grand Prix, I do not miss that. So <laughs> I, I'm very happy we're back to a normal sort of time if you will, for Baku. And it's one of my favourite tracks, really, Baku, because of how fast-paced it is. And obviously, it being a street circuit, yeah. you can't really go wrong. Because uh, we've seen we've seen in the past, Charles Leclerc is stupid. Um, Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo don't know where the gap is between themselves. Yeah, and the tires, Verstappen's tyres are a Hamilton fan. Yeah, Verstappen's tyres decided to void the lap, if you will, <laughs> just at the end of the race. I mean, Baku usually has excitement yeah. throughout the throughout the entire race, so I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, man, definitely. And we have, obviously, it's a sprint weekend, and they're trolling a new qualif- qualifying format, Jez. I know you're not lo- knowledgeable in that area, so do you, wanna, do you care to expand? I, w- I wouldn't mind to explain it, of course. I would have called myself knowledgeable in the area, but I've got it up uh, on my monitor over here. Uh, obviously, this weekend is supposed to be a sprint weekend. I think we all knew that, but they've slightly adjusted the the new sprint format. So instead of having the FP1 session on Friday and then qualifying for the sprint race, God, my voice is going this morning. <laughs> the sprint race, uh, the qualifying for the sprint race on the Friday night, and then we would had FP2 Saturday morning, then the sprint race on Saturday afternoon, which sets the grid for Sunday's race. It's a little bit different now. We've got we've still got FP1 and qualifying on the Friday, but the qualifying is now for the main race, if I've read it correctly. And then on Saturday, we have qualifying for the sprint race, which is called the sprint shootout, according to Sky. Uh, and that will be a little bit shorter than normal qualifying. And then that sets the grid for the sprint race on Saturday. And then the sprint race happens. I don't really know what the sprint race is for now because they yeah. don't do qualifying for it. The sprint race doesn't have any qualifying bearing on it. It's just some more racing action, more points on offer. And then obviously, Sunday race is the Sunday race. They use the grid from Friday. And I think the pole sitter is actually the guy who finishes, like wins it on Friday rather than yeah. the sprint race. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely. Yeah, but it's it is it is a bit weird. So the quali sections or the sprint qualifying, you know how we have we had three qualifying sessions: eighteen minutes, fifteen minutes, twelve minutes in regular F one quali. But this time the sprint quali it's been reduced to twelve minutes for Q one, ten minutes for Q two, and eight minutes for Q three, which means just straight laps. It's, there's not going to be there's not going to be much room for for make it a tweak or two in between laps, especially in Q3, if it's only yeah. eight minutes. But, I mean, it's it's, it's part of Stefano Domenicali's idea of more more racing for the fans 
and uh, less FP, more less FP sessions, which is apparently boring for the fans, which I, I don't agree with. Do you agree with that? I mean, I, I agree with it to, you know, some extent. Like F1 drivers don't need to be practicing tracks that that already know for, you know, and have known for, you know, four or five years. But um, I think the, F, the free practice sessions should go to F2 and F3 drivers to, you know, give them a bit more experience. But um, going on going on from that, the, the sprint races this year with the new format mean absolutely nothing to the race. It's just extra points that, you know, Max Verstappen is going to get. But um, <laughs> I, th- I think personally that it should be a reverse grid. So it gives uh, it gives uh, new drivers like Albon, no, not Albon, Piastri, Sargent and De Vries to, you know, score, have the opportunity to score some points because it's not detrimental to, you know, Sunday's race. It's not essential, but that's just my idea. But I'm sure Stefano Domenicali is much more smarter than me and have, has put that in place. But uh, moving on from that, obviously, you, we've had the drivers, the teams have had four weeks off. Are we going to see any changes in Baku? I mean, McLaren are meant to be bringing a whole new car to this race. So, Jez? I mean, <laughs> if, if McLaren are bringing a whole new race, a whole new car, sorry, <laughs> you'd expect it to be somewhat better than the, the tractor that they've developed so far <laughs> this year for both Norris and Piastri. I mean, surely from this point, it's only up if you're a, yeah. a McLaren fan, anyone in that in that organization you can't really be getting worse with a with a brand new car um uh we were talking just beforehand about uh you saying george russell thinks that mercedes have found more time in the past two weeks than they ever did during the winter break i mean i mean i'm all for it if mercedes are competitive again yeah. like going toe-to-toe with the red bull but uh i mean i think we're pretty much going to expect pretty much the same <laughs> from from Red Bull. I mean, it's it's a, a Red Bull friendly track because it's just pure speed and straight. Apart from when they speed. crash into each other. Apart from when they crash into each other, but that's only happened once. And Daniel Ricciardo is not in the other seat, so it's not really not really much of a problem in that regard. But I mean, the Red Bull is just that Red Bull powertrain is just so powerful down a down a straight, and with how much straight there is at Baku, it's. It might be a cakewalk for them once again. And I mean, here's hoping that the Mercedes is actually faster than they were at the start of the season. If George Russell is saying this, that they are as good as they are, then yeah. hopefully it's actually something. It, if you look at if you look at Australia, you know, George Russell was two tenths off Max Verstappen when he qualified P two and you know, he got he got the jump on Verstappen heading into turn yeah. one and was leading the race until, you know, the safety car and the, ultimately the red flag. And, you know, it, it it weren't a bad strategy call from Mercedes, but obviously he got, he got buggered a bit by that red flag. And, you know, it, it didn't matter at the end of the day because the engine blew up down the main straight. So George Russell got unlucky that day, I reckon, you know, Verstappen still wouldn't won that race because the straight line speed of the Red Bull is absolutely insane. Like, if you look at the overtake on Hamilton, he was ahead of him before the corner, 
And yeah. I've never, ever seen anyone overtake on that corner apart from that F1 guy. But, <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully. Here's, to, here's hoping that um, Mercedes can bring the fault to Red Bull. But we all know it's going to be Verstappen, Perez, Alonso on the podium. Really, you don't you don't see do not see like a a Russell or a or a Hamilton squeezing in there. Not even the Ferraris. No, just just straight no. <laughs> no no explanation either. Just straight nope. no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I, I I'd like to think that that maybe you could argue that Russell could Russell could fight Alonso for that final podium position. But I mean. I think we're I think we're pretty dead set that it'll be a Red Bull one two again, <laughs> unless unless something drastic happens like Perez Perez takes out Verstappen as if he's Ricardo or something. But yeah, I think I, I, I think the closest battle will be between that Aston Martin and the Mercedes. I reckon if George puts it P two by some miracle, like Perez or Alonso can't hook up a lap properly, like we saw, like we saw. Uh, last time out in Australia, I reckon if he dove bombs Verstappen, he's going to take him out because Verstappen's an aggressive driver, and George Russell is also an aggressive driver. So mm. I reckon if he dove, best case scenario, George dive bombs him into turn one, leaves every lap of the race, and comes home with a victory. Best case scenario, you have a laugh. <laughs> best case scenario. Best case no. scenario. Is if we own a podcast now. We're meant to be impartial. <laughs> no, so, so, I mean, look, look behind me. It's going to be a bit hard for me to stay impartial, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that, it raises actually an interesting question. Which side of the grid does a pole start from? Um, does it start from the outside or inside going into turn one? I have no clue, but um, if it's the outside... <laughs> And George puts it P2, then he has a perfect, perfect opportunity. Yeah, well, he's, he's hoping that he doesn't do that. But <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see come Sunday. Definitely, definitely. So in other motorsport news, we had the Grand Prix of the Americas uh, for the MotoGP as it returns last, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before. And Alex Rins came home to take win number six of his career after... Anyola binned it. And Jez, oh. I know you didn't watch a race, so I'm going to quickly explain. So, uh, Anyola was leading the race and I think he binned it uh, somewhere in the middle of the race. And um, uh, ultimately, he said the bulk was too stable, so and a lot, which caused him to fall off. But I think that Degatti is that good that, you know, Riders aren't used to it, even though Bagnoil won on a Ducati last year. But um, I don't really know about that. I think it was 50-50, but obviously I'm not a MotoGP rider. I can't say. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Bagnoil's fault. But um, yeah, enough about that. The British Touring Car Championship returned this weekend for round two at Donington Park, which is actually about an hour away from me. So it's my closest my closest circuit, but um, so you could have gone to it. I know, I know. Uh, I, I should have went to it because Lewis Hamilton was there in disguise. Was he? Yeah, supporting his brother Nicholas when in a balaclava. Hold up, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, Tom Chilton obviously came home to came home to win and take victory uh, number fourteen. So Jez, 
I know you didn't watch the race, but you know what? What do you think of that as a you know Lewis Hamilton hater? <laughs> hey, don't don't put that don't put that title <laughs> on me. I'm not a Lewis Hamilton. Hater. I promise. I promise. You're, you're making me out to be a massive racist there, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just Lewis is there to support his brother, obviously. Yeah, that that's what you said, isn't it? You went, yeah, he's yeah, there to yeah. But obviously, Lewis Hamilton being Lewis Hamilton, he, most of the cameras would have been on him yeah. if people realised he was there. But, I mean, fair play to him for keeping him himself on the low so he didn't like steal the attention away from yeah. the actual race in action on the track. And uh, where did uh, uh, his brother finish in the race? Do you know? Uh, P6, which is, you know, amazing for a person with his di- with a disability. That, that is very commendable. Fair very. play. Very, 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 very commendable. <laughs> but um, going on, going on from that, I, I, I wonder how Lewis even got in, because someone had to know he was there, because they're not gonna let a person walk up, enter, enter the gates with a ticket with a balaclava and his hood up. Um, well, probably because I'd assume he would be like under Nicholas Hamilton, like yeah, I'm, I'm got- here with. He but, he weren't he weren't watching him from the pits. He was like in general admission because if you see, oh right if you see where he is on the track, he was at like a corner. Oh okay, but and unless he was given like access to do free yeah. roaming or but, whatever. But maybe maybe we have Lewis on the pod at some point. <laughs> <laughs> maybe as, as unlikely as that sounds, maybe. Anything can yeah. happen, mate. Anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, Jez, I saw there was an IndyCar race over the break. So, do you want to explain? Yeah, we were, we were back on the streets of Long Beach uh, over in California. There's a, a pretty, pretty good race circuit over there. It's a, it's a bit, twi- bit tight, bit twisty. It's a street course, obviously, uh, down in Long Beach. But it's always one of the, the best races in the IndyCar calendar. And we had a, a bit of a shock, actually, with the, not only the pole sitter, but the race winner as well. Uh, I don't think many people would have thought that Kyle Kirkwood would uh, would have taken the the pole award on the uh, Saturday when everyone was going for it. You had Roman Grosjean almost putting it on the pole. Marcus Ericsson was almost putting it on the pole as well. I think that the front row was Kirkwood and Ericsson and then you had Grosjean P3 and then the 2014 champion, Alex, 2014, 2021 champion, Alex Pelot sat in P4. It wasn't like it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible grid to start with, but it's definitely one that we hadn't seen before in IndyCar. Like yeah. you likes of Colton Herter, you likes of Scott Dixon, Joseph Newgarden, Pato Award. Neither of them were in the top four. So it was definitely going to be a, an interesting race. Pato Award, obviously, I think he's pretty. Uh, well known to not just IndyCar fans, but fans of racing in general because of his ties with McLaren and shouts of an F1 seat. He's been, he was lighting it up during the race, but there was a bit of a moment between himself and Scott Dixon where Pato sent it to the inside of a of a corner, which probably, which definitely wasn't wide enough for the two of them. Dixon had the outside line, taking the inside outside line, and then Pato comes a little bit too heavy on the brakes, gets to the corner later than Dixon and then pushes the 
the six-time champion into the tire barriers. Wasn't penalised for it, but it wasn't it wasn't the uh, the perfect race from Pato Award. He also spun out midway through it, yeah. which basically eliminated his uh, his his race winning <laughs> potential. But that's I mean enough of enough about Pato. Let's talk about Carl Kirkwood. I mean he was brilliant, considering it was his first start on pole, and then to to lead. 53 of the 85 laps around Long Beach to then take home the, the race win. Very, very impressive from a second-year driver in the NTT IndyCar series. He won at every level before making a jump to IndyCar. Had a bit of a bit of a struggle last year in his rookie season, but with the move to Andretti Autosport, he's become a very, very good driver. Probably still going in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was very good uh, up at the front with his teammate Roman Grosjean right behind him for second place. And then Marcus Ericsson came up on the podium. And then you had Colton Herta. He's a, he's a local lad from California. And that made it three out of four Andretti cars in the top four, which would have been very brilliant for Michael Andretti and the team down there. Then you had for the rest of the top 10, we'll have Alex Pelot in P5. Then Will Power, the reigning series champion in sixth. Felix Rosenquist in seventh. Marcus Armstrong, very commendable effort as the second-placed uh, Chip Ganassi racing car in eighth place. Then Joseph Newgarden in ninth place and his bus bro, Scott McLaughlin, in P10. Joseph Newgarden had a good chance to win the race as well, but strategy really, really messed up with him that day. He pitted maybe a bit too early for the... Uh, the red wall tires, which is like the, the softer tire, if you will, in, in IndyCar. You have to you have to you have to do you have to do a stint on the the primaries and the alternates, which are which they call the the blacks and the reds. So you have to do a stint on each of them. And I think Newgarden got the got the timing of the pit stop a little bit wrong because as he as he as his tires were starting to fall off, other t- other drivers, their tires were coming in and he started to fall away a bit. 27 laps led Newgarden. He probably could have won it, but strategy strategy let him down and he had to settle for P9. But it was a very, very interesting race. This weekend, there's uh, a race in Alabama at Barber Motorsports Park. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, see you laughing just because it's Alabama. Alabama. But, but Barber's a good uh, good racetrack. I mean, it's a, it's a proper racetrack rather than a street course, so it will be it will be fun to watch. Um, previous winners, I believe Pato's won there in uh, previous years. Renus VK is a he's a twenty one year old Dutchman. He was also he's also won at Barber Motorsports, so it could be a very very interesting race, and we could be on for a fourth winner in four different races. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So, unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. Obviously, we'll be back. Hopefully, with Alex if he's a, if he's a, finally come home from Rex and winning. But um, we'll be back <laughs> next week to review the uh, Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Hopefully, we get Mercedes win. Fingers crossed. But we all know, we all know it'll be Verstappen, Perez, and Alonso on the podium in some order. But um. <laughs> Yeah, it's been great having you guys. So, bye bye. Just just before you end it there, Lewis, I have to say, 
very, very well done with the with the podcast with Brian Mikalev. I've that good. It was a good <laughs> listen. I was I was very impressed with it. And obviously, Alex, if you're listening, the one with Joseph, top stuff, lads. Top stuff, top stuff. Top stuff. And hopefully that that'll bring in more guests. Obviously, the GB Three Championship retweeted our tweet, the official account of the GB Three Championship. That was. Follow- Follow the socials. Follow the socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty surreal. But hopefully, if anyone's watching this and you want to come on the pod, just contact us. The email is in our Instagram bio. So, yeah, man. It's been good.